Welcome to episode two of Roaming Alaska. I'm David, and this is Rochelle. Hi. It's been uh, a few weeks since we launched our last episode, and so I just wanted to catch up uh, for those of you that uh, listened to that first episode. We're in the middle of trapping season, towards the end, because I just found out that fox trapping season ends at the end of February, so that doesn't give us very much time to get that elusive fox again if you've uh, been following our podcast uh, you'll know that uh, on our last episode we were preparing for the season uh, we did get out and get a number of sets in spite of the fact that it was 30 40 below for what seems like all of january yeah so but we did get a number of sets out um, and i think we've been pretty successful so far we've got what Five. Five rabbits. Yeah. Five. Uh, no fox so far, but uh, we've got a number of sets out, and so we're getting a lot of interest. There's a lot of tracks around our sets, but nothing in the in the trap so far. It's it's hard to go out there because we go out every every at least every other day, if not every day, and we drive that trail and you see all the signs that a fox has been there he's marking his territory he's walking literally on our trail following our almost the entire way walking on our trail you could see where he steps off the trail and marks his territory and you see tracks all around the little cubby but for whatever reason, this little guy is just super cautious. He is, yeah. and that's typical of a fox. So we'll give him some more, more opportunity. We've got bait out there, and so we'll see. We'll, uh, I don't know how long it typically takes, because you know we have family that trap, and uh, my brother-in-law is pretty successful, and he's recently got you know a few things. It's really awesome. But he's also, his trap line is a little bit more remote than ours. So, but again, we see all these signs and you even see the fox. Like when I saw the fox out running across the road by Fred Myers, there was a fox running across the road at Fred Myers. And I was like, well, ah, ah." for some reason that fox is not leery of people because Mm -hmm. He trotted through the uh, parking lot there. So it is kind of frustrating. But you know, I've, this is only my second season, so I don't know much if this is normal. You know, I think that it's, again, also a new area for us. And so you've got animals in an area, uh, and there's there's houses nearby, not close, but I'm sure that you know, we've seen these foxes out here in our own driveway. And so uh, I'm going to guess that they're pretty cautious. You know, we'll have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then tonight when we went out, it, it is a little frustrating as far as hair because that first, you know, week, we had what, four? Right. Four in a week? That's crazy. But we haven't, we've gotten one since then 
and then nothing all last week, right? Right. Yep. And then nothing so far. so far this week. Right. So it's been about a week and a half since we had anything in the truck. We did pull some of those sets, oh, and that's so right. and we've got so we've got a few less sets out there. Uh, again, we were out there tonight and. Not nearly as much sign from the rabbit, but again, we've had some drastic weather changes. So it's gone from 30 to 40 below, you know, and now today we're 10, 15 above. So pretty drastic swing in the weather. Uh, I wonder if it's if it's got embedded down. I also think we should talk about my first time on the trail by myself going out. Because the first time that I went out without you, I had my daughter, Maggie. She's 13, and she went on the snow machine with me. And she, coming up off of the trail, there's a, kind of a steep embankment that we have to go up and over the snow plow pile. And so Maggie climbed up the hill, and she made sure there was no cars coming. <laughs> and uh, I did fine. I did fine doing that. And the next day, my son Joshua, he's 17, he came with me and he did the same thing. Climbed up the embankment there and watched for cars. There was a car coming and he told me to wait. And then when it was clear, he gave me the go ahead. And so I went up and over and it was fine. Just kind of eased my way up over that snow plow pile. So the next day, neither one of them wanted to come. And I understand that because it was cold. It was cold that week. I want to say it was at least 20 below. They had been good sports before, so I was like, okay, I think I can do this. And I did. I ran the trail, checked the all the snares that we had in the leg holds, and then coming back, I was a little nervous. I was a little nervous coming up to that embankment, but it was dark enough that I could see if a car was coming, I would see the other lights. And so I don't know what happened. I st like, I know what happened, but it's hard to explain it. In the end, I ended up on the road and the snow machine upside down. And I hit the ground, I like, I hit the ground hard. I was shocked confused I was for sure confused like wait how did that happen how did I just crash the snow machine on the road and it's hard packed on the road it's hard packed snow it's not quite ice but it's darn near close to it and it, uh man I hit it I hit that ground really hard and I had a bruise for a week and a half on my right hip from hitting the ground and then my wrist was sore but back to the snow machine was now upside down in the middle of the road. And I remember just thinking, I can't do this by myself. How am I supposed to flip the snow machine back upright? I don't, it's not a small snow machine by any means. It's not, but it's not like a giant full size workhorse type of snow machine either. But it's a, it's a good size. And so I kept thinking, I want somebody to come along and help me, but I'm also super embarrassed. So I hope nobody comes along. But at the same time, I knew, like, okay, I have to get this snow machine upright. I can't. It's in the middle of the road. I couldn't leave it there. And somehow, I don't know how I think about it. I think back, like, how did I get that snow machine upright? And I did. Somehow, I pulled it, and I pushed it, 
and I, I just took everything in me to get that snow machine back upright, but I did, and I, I got home, and uh, it was fine. I haven't gone by myself since then, and I'm a little nervous about going. I don't think I will uh, have one of the kids go with me when you're not in town here. So, but um, I came away with a story, so <laughs> I guess that works. Well, I think you did a great job. Everybody dumps a snow machine at some point. So was... it's so embarrassing, though. So I was like, "How did this happen? And how do I get out of the way and get this snow machine upright so nobody sees how completely I don't know what a pickle I was in." <laughs> Anyhow, that was an adventure. So again, a story. You got a good story. Yeah, and I think now that it's warmer, so much warmer than even last week. I think back to when we set those snares that first time that we went out there. It was literally like 40 below. Yep, it, was. it was 40 below there in that valley. And uh, there was ice fog. And that night I had to wear my glasses. And it was, it was just cold. It was just cold. But I knew that we had to get it out. We had to set those snares because... Even though it seems like January is six months long, I knew that the season is going to go by quick. Yes, yes, so. definitely. So, we got five rabbits. Yeah. And you want to talk about the, your opportunity? I skinned four of them. Yes. And you got to skin the last one because I was gone. So. Yeah, you had said that, you know, if, we, if I wanted, I could just you know, leave it outside and let it freeze. And then when you get back a week later, we can take care of it. But it was something I needed to tackle. Like I, I needed to do it. And I knew that I could, and I'm, I'm not going to lie. There was a, it, it was a struggle. It was like that mind getting them, your mind over what you were doing. And I know that to me, even though I've only been trapping for like a year I just feel like it's so much a part of who I am even though I've never done it but it's part of my culture and it's what women did you know hundreds of years ago to help provide for their family like they had snares they had rabbit snares and that's how they helped bring food in and bring fur in and help clothe their families and it I just feel such a connection and it just means so much. And I knew that skinning that rabbit was was going to be difficult. And there was. It was only the, the one part that was difficult for, for me. But I, I got to do it. And uh, what's interesting, though, is the kids, specifically Maggie, got watched almost the entire time and was asking questions and just supporting me, asking me, you know, do, I, do you want me to go get this or do you need this or just... You know, and I would tell her, you know, I need that other knife. And she would go and grab it and just was very curious and was just, I feel like she had an understanding. Like, yeah, this is, this is a part of who we are. And uh, it was, it, it's encouraging to be able to let her watch and share that with her. And I think it was also important for her to see that I was struggling and that it was, it wasn't the most easiest thing for me to do and I think that 
she understood that. But I did it. I feel like I did a pretty good job. I think you did a great job. The uh, pelt was nice and clean. I came off well. You stretched it fine. So yeah, I, there's one good. little hole, one little hole in the belly. Mm. Otherwise, it, I feel like it looks it, really good. It is. It was great. It was a great hide. So. So we have that one on the stretcher, and we have two older ones from yes. uh, several seasons ago, and then we have the ones in the solution. Yeah, in the tanning solution. So we've got uh, I forget. Eight. eight, eight in the solution right now. Eight or nine, I can't remember. Right. So, those will come out here, if not tonight, um, you know, in the next couple of days. So we'll start to work those, and hopefully they'll be ready for you to start working on. Yep, I've got Maggie's. I told her once last summer, last winter, I said I'm going to make you some mittens, and she's been counting on that <laughs> ever since then because she knows. I think that's for her to see the process. I think is really important too. You know, we just. I want to use, utilize every part of that animal that I right. can because, you know, it's, it would, it's an honor to have that and to, to be able to learn these things. And we did get to share, uh, my uncle, he's 88 years old now. He's from Minto. And he, I asked him, I said, if he, you know, I talked to him on the phone and I said, do you like rabbit? And he said, oh, I, that's what I grew up on. Uh, he said, that's what my mom used to make. And so I told him. I'd make him some soup, and so David made some soup, and we brought it over, and uh, he said he hadn't had it in years, years and years and years, and he said he, he at first, he was like, I don't know if I'll be able to eat it, because he's getting up there in age, and um, the next day he called, and he said, oh, I just wanted to thank you, thank you for that, and it, that is so awesome that we can share that with him, that somebody that you know, knows our culture and understands it and has stories that we can share that with him and that he he can know that part of his culture is living on within his own family. And we also gave some to your brother. Yep, we gave so some we gave to Eric. Two, two rabbits there. So Yeah, he was excited about that, I right. think. Great opportunity to, to put it all to use. Yep, exactly. So. So we have the snares out now. Again, it's going to be ending fox season. When does the trapping season end, end, like for rabbit? Rabbit doesn't end. There's no close season for rabbit. Okay. So we've got a few months. Most of most of the time, you're, you know, you're going to take rabbit just in the wintertime. Yeah. And so we probably have until late March, early April. We'll have to see. You know, we've been getting a lot of snow. So... You know, it keeps snowing. It snowed yesterday, snowed the day before. Uh, while it's warming up, we'll have to see how long the snow lasts. And then we'll just play it by ear. Yep. So, um, like I say, you know, it didn't see much sign out today, but I think this weather change is, is you know, kind of got them bedded down or changed. So, we'll give it some more time here. We'll see how the next few days go and then decide whether we need to, you know, change up our sets. Yeah. Uh, Time will tell. Yep. Well, springtime is uh, coming fast. Again, we just talked about how, you know, maybe end of March, early April. Um, beginning of April is typically spring carnival. And yep. I know the last few spring carnivals out in the villages have been uh, kind of iffy on the amount of snow for the sled dog races. I don't think they're going to have that problem, though, this year. I think, uh, I think it may be. Unless, you know, last year it was early spring, right. and that really played a part in their, their spring fest, spring carnival. Right. 
but at the same time, you know, I think we need to plan, um, you know, for our, our, you know, our springtime events. So one of them being collecting birch water. Yes. I don't know if anybody's familiar with that, but we'll talk more about that as spring approaches. Exactly. But uh, we'll also be putting together our list of uh, foraging mm-hmm. items, uh, trying to put that uh, in kind of chronological order. Make sure we uh, capitalize some of those some of those things. We have a pretty narrow window yeah. uh, on when we can harvest, and so we need to make sure we we're ready for that. I know we've uh, we also talked about our garden. You know, yeah. doing our garden planning. Again, we've got a short growing season, so it's important that we hit the ground running. We don't make the same mistake we do with trapping season and get started late. We may not have anything if we do that. Right. You can't wait when it comes to gardening. So yep, we'll You can't just jump in halfway through. <laughs> so we'll need to make sure we uh, we get on top of that. And again, you know, we've made our list. We just need to fine-tune them and, and start. Make the decision if we start from seeds or yep, get the starter plants. Exactly. So Some of that, if you the seed starters start as early as mid-February, depending on your vegetable. Right. Or, yeah, exactly. vegetable, what you want to plant. It, I mean, other people are like, it's, it's like eight degrees out right now. It's hard to think that, okay, we got to start our seeds. We got to start our seeds here in the next, you know, few weeks. We got to get ready because no, you don't, you just don't, it just quick comes so quickly. Yes. And it's so important to plan because, plan because our seasons are, they change so quickly. Right. It's a drastic. It can be a drastic change, and so it's not like you know we have a lot of leeway. It can, it can end abruptly, and, yeah. and, and everything's gone at that point. Yep. So, I think the trick for us is going to be finding you know a place to to get our starters going. Yeah. You know, not a whole lot of extra room here inside, but uh, I think we've got some space that we can make available. Yep. So now that uh, you know we've got our website up and running, we've got our podcasts uh, being published out there. You know, we've got a lot of that technical stuff on the back end that's kind of slowed us down over the last couple of weeks while we worked through that. Uh, now we can really focus on on getting podcasts out in our blogs. We're um, currently scheduled to do two podcasts a month and two blogs, and we're going to alternate. So the idea is that we get information out every week. Uh, so it would be a blog, a podcast, a blog, a podcast. I think things change so quickly that it wouldn't. It won't be difficult. No. to put out information, exactly. you know, share with people spring in Alaska. Exactly. Yep. And we've got a lot of stuff planned with the, the stuff that we're looking to, to gather. So we've we've talked about doing soaps and candles and uh, medicinal and plants. Seeds. Exactly. Herbs. So. It's going to be a very busy spring and summer, I think. But it's going to be awesome because there really truly is nothing like Alaska in the summertime. There's opportunities to do all sorts of activities and hobbies and there's just so much. And the daylight, you it's the sun doesn't go down. It'll be 1030 at night and it's still like it's two o'clock in the afternoon. So it's very easy to lose track of the time, time and, and real, yeah. all of a sudden you realize it's midnight tomorrow's work and yeah. you're still going strong so it's fun i think it'll it be fun to share with people we'll definitely check out our website it's uh, roamingalaska.com uh, we'll have a link in the uh, show notes 
and we'll be posting pictures. Yes. So watch for pictures. I took a few pictures that last night or tonight on the trap line. So I'll put, we'll post some of those and make sure you subscribe to our blog. Subscribe. Go to iTunes, or, uh, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio. Uh, subscribe to the podcast, and we'll have information coming again soon. Okay, thank you so much for listening, and we do appreciate everybody who takes the time to listen to our podcast and uh, just hear what we have to share in our little corner of Alaska, of Fairbanks specifically. So thanks again, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.